Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Anthem podcast. Uh, really excited that you guys are taking some time to listen to this. I've been uh, just really encouraged by the, the interviews that we've gotten to do so far this year. As we're going through the, this is, oh, by the way, I'm Matt. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know me, uh, one of the pastors at Anthem Church and really uh, enjoying these podcasts. But these interviews have been opportunities for us as we go through our This Is Anthem series to kind of ask questions around how people are living out the things that we're talking about. How do we do the things of Jesus and how does that play itself out in the life of uh, kind of people that are just out there doing life? And so uh, today I have with me David Glaze. Uh, David's been a part of Anthem for a few years, Sim and Sarah, got some great kids and really have loved uh, having them as a part of our, our crew at Anthem. They lead a community group. And uh, yeah. So David, why don't you start? Why don't you give us like the one minute version of your life story? Maybe two, you know, just give us a little bit of who you are and where you're from. Uh, two minute story. Um, you know what? I would probably start with, um, I was a high school youth leader, youth pastor for probably almost eight or nine years, a few years on staff, um, doing the four walls of the church thing, loved it. And then 2012, the Lord called me out of that, um, scene. And then I started up a carpet cleaning business more out of necessity than anything back then. And this is all hindsight that I'm able to share this, but I had two kids, one on the way, and the Lord just totally rearranged my life from being at the church now to being out in, into the workforce again. Yeah. And um, it was it was scary. I was struggling a little bit with like, okay, who am I now? But the Lord quickly showed me there's a ton of ministry to be done out there. And he actually took my training, if you will, being in the church and being a pastor and almost like launching me now out with that skill set and able to share with people and share the gospel and bring the gospel while making money cleaning carpets at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, going from a very small, you know, business with, with 600 bucks in my pocket now to having multiple employees and multiple vans and watching it grow and providing for my family, it, it just has blown my mind, you know? And so I've reduced down. I mean, we, like you said, we, we host the, the group on Thursdays, my wife's involved with the children's ministry, but as far as my, you know, outreach, um, ministry it's grown exponentially. That is amazing. That's awesome. Uh, from a, just a total rookie perspective, uh, when you go into houses, what percentage of the time do you go to somebody's house that wants you to clean their carpet and you're just like, look, this isn't even worth cleaning. Just replace it. Is there a percentage? <laughs> um, you know, it's, it sounds weird, but because we live in Thousand Oaks and if you, it's kind of nice around okay, here, okay. Um, rentals. Yeah. Um, but I would say a couple times a month I get those okay. where I at least have to explain expectations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, it's always in the eye of the beholder sure. because one person might be like, Oh, yeah, my car was not that bad. And you're kind of going, mm, kind of is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. To each his own. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the reason I asked David to come on the, the podcast this week is uh, we were talking this, uh, this Sunday after church and he was just telling me a story about his week and just the way that the messages on the Holy Spirit have really been shaping um, even his own journey. And Dave's been walking with the Lord for a long time and has 
you know, a depth of experience and, and I've just, I've gotten to watch his faith. We knew each other actually, even before they were a part of Anthem church. And, uh, you know, just, it's one of those like long running stories of faith, obviously with ups and downs and all arounds and that kind of thing, but just listening to him share how he had been impacted, um, and wanted to put some things into practice in his life made me just say, okay, this, I'd love for more people to hear this story than just me. And so I asked him to come on and said, David, would you just take a minute and kind of share a little bit with uh, everybody that's listening, what you shared with me on Sunday? Like, what did you hear from the message? This is the one, by the way, from a week and a half ago, our first message on the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so what did you hear from that? And then what did you do with that when you... Yeah, yeah that was the uh, the walk by the Spirit. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I first approached Matt because I remember when I was in formal ministry and I, I would share a message and people would naturally come up and say, good message, good message, good job or whatever. And I told Matt that what really used to bless my heart is when somebody would come in a week or two after the message and say, I heard this message. I took the notes. This was the spirit spoke to me and this is how I applied it. And these were the challenges and the fruits of the message. And so I had heard the message and then I, I took the notes and I tried to take it because I tried to share Thursday with my, my community group on what we're doing. And what I enjoy with the community group is not a regurgitation of the message, but a, hey, what did you guys do from Sunday to Thursday? This is what I did from Sunday to Thursday. What were your challenges? What, what were your fruits of it? So that is always more fun on a Thursday night to share than, hey, let's just all go over the same. Yeah, we heard the same message. We know, you know, we don't need to hear the message again. Yeah. And so this one, um, w- walk by the spirit and, uh, you know, I, so I, my, I took my notes and you had, anytime there was like four points, you know, kind of like <laughs> a la Steve Larson style, like, yeah. you know, you can do the four points of the message. You're like, Hey, this is very practical and this is applicable and almost easy to do. And some of us just like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. So you can get up in the morning and I want to walk by the spirit and not fulfill the deeds of the flesh. Just tell me how, yeah. you know? So I took these and I, I don't know how much I need to, you know, go into, but um, the, the parts that I took down when it says the daily reality is that we have to do something day by day and even situation by situation uh, depending on the spirit and not the flesh. And the first one was to pray for strength in the morning. Second one was submit your emotions, actions, words. And this is what struck me because it says, if not, we become increasingly selfish, lustful, fleshly, and so on. So your default is going to be to move towards the flesh if you don't do these things. And, and who wants to do that? Yeah. You know, and then third, uh, throughout the day, and this was a little bit liberating, when you notice the flesh, repent to God and move on. God, it was dumb, you know, whatever, and sorry. And then the fourth one is to look ahead at the situations coming up and surrendering them beforehand because we know what our weak spots are. Mm-hmm. We, we got to be honest. We, we know where we, where we fall, especially when it happens over and over again. You're like, yeah. hey, that's my deal. Um, so I took those, and my main applications of those is, A, um, being a boss, and I know that I can sometimes be a hammer as a boss okay. um, with my employees, um, going into people's houses, and there's so many different types of customers. Yeah. Um, and some of them just push your buttons and your patience, and your pride, just, I just want to just, and, and you know that if you just act in a certain way, not only from a business standpoint, it's not good, but knowing that being a Christian and they might see you at church the following Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, so not only about being honest, but just being, um, 
just being a little bit softer with some of these people's personalities yeah. that some of them need. And then we you know my, with my neighbors, my family and my kids, um, on stuff like that. And so taking each one of these and starting off my day and knowing my weak points. And it, sometimes, you know, your customer because you've been there five or six times. So you say, I've got this customer coming up, um, or I've got, you know, this situation, um, coming up. Um, well, weird coming up to Super Bowl Sunday always because I used to be a degenerate gambler. My my biggest thing is staying focused during Super Bowl week, yeah, and knowing that I've got open bookies that I could just text at any time and say, "Give me a thousand dollars on this or thousand yeah. dollars," and just that, and and the buzz is around, and just going, you know what, going into this, and and going, you know what. I've been down the road. I know it's fruitless. Like, and reminding myself, yeah, you know, and who knows what everybody's struggle is or whatever. And so I just took these things and it, obviously starting with, with prayer in the morning and strength, God, I, I can't do this. I I need you to go and, and whatever you know, I'm just, and I usually come say, God, I don't know if I'm doing enough or not enough, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to submit my emotions because it's almost like even if I get up and do five push-ups or 10 push-ups, it's better than doing zero push-ups. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something of the spirit. Yeah. Whether it's, I don't know if it's the Matt Larson, uh, wake up at four 30 journal, read Timothy, memorize Timothy journal again, you know, whatever <laughs> he's blushing over there. Um, but it's like, you know, I want to do something into to push myself. And then the, throughout the day, just went like, yeah, I lost my cool or lost my patience or, you know, I shouldn't have let that thought go through my mind or held on to that too much. Like, and, and instead of just going, you know, like you said last week of just self disqualifying, just going, you know, Lord, that was dumb. Help me to learn from it and, yeah. and move on Yeah, and, and just go for it. And then again, looking ahead to the situations, just going, all right, Lord, I fell with that yesterday. Today, let me be stronger yeah. in that situation. So that, that's yeah. what I got from them. It's so uh, encouraging to hear you process through that because I, I think even just like the way that you just verbalized your uh, your mental journey through a day, like it, it reflects what goes on in my brain. And sometimes I even have a hard time articulating the the ins and outs and the back and forth and the you know the this self evaluation. And sometimes that can turn to shame or that can turn to self condemnation, where we just kind mm -hmm. of like beat ourselves up for making bad decisions or uh, having a, a weak moment or losing our control or something like that. Mm -hmm. But you just talked about it with such, um, like almost that the spirit was empowering you to live by grace. And that was what I heard from the way that you were just talking is that you're going through your days and you're, you're setting the course, even just the way that you talked about the notes, like you're setting the course for the day, but that as you go, there are, there are going to be these like little moments and missteps and that type of thing. And you, you kind of have that individual choice throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Am I going to, am I going to reset with the Lord and just let him keep growing and shaping and, and molding me, mm. or am I going to spiral down a path completely lose my, my mental sharpness and, and my spiritual encouragement and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So in those moments, is there like a, um, you know, let's just say, let's say you blow it with a customer, whatever that looks like, you know, you just kind of get frustrated and maybe you, I don't know, raise your voice. I'm not sure what that looks like in a, in a <laughs> bad, bus business context. Bad yeah. Yelp review. Okay. Bad Yelp review. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so let's say something like that happens and you're in that process and kind of facing the decision. Do I repent or do I stew on this for a little while? Mm -hmm. Can you kind of walk us through that moment? If you don't mind being that vulnerable, but just like, what's the battle 
mm-hmm. for righteousness versus the flesh. What does that feel like and how, how have you found victory? And, and maybe on the other side, you know, when, when you don't find victory in those moments, what's kind of some of the consequence of not finding victory? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say the, the, the knowing that it wasn't the right thing or the right response um, is the initial. And if, if you're in tune with the spirit, then he's always more than willing to let you know that, Hey, that was, and it's, it's a helpful thing, yeah. you know, as opposed to not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get the initial, that wasn't the right response uh, thing in your heart, whether even if the customer even read it or not, yeah. you, you get the, that, that was, and well, I'm just going to stay with the customer thing. Sure. Um, and then you have kind of the choice of saying, okay, that was dumb. And then now, a, for me, it's like, what do I have to do to correct it? Yeah. Like, do I have to go apologize or do you just kind of repent in your heart and so you don't harbor something? Or do you just say, hey, you know what? Sometimes I send a text back and say, you know, I just got a little bit frustrated and um, I, I, I didn't mean anything, you know, by that. It was yeah. just me and my frustration. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and they might say, okay, cool. Or they might say, you know what? I had a long day too. And that opens up another cool, yeah. you know, situation. Um, sometimes even though you go, you know what, that was dumb. Sorry. Sometimes you do kind of hold it for a little bit. And I think that's healthy for it not to just totally go away Yeah. because, and it depends on the extent of your mess up. Sure. Like, you know, you can shoulder it a little bit and you know, that, that kind of hurt, you know, kind of goes, you know what, remember this to to have it for a lesson for the next time on there. Um, I've definitely, uh, had customers and I don't lose it like too much or, but I might get a little bit short with them. Or whatever. And I mean, the fruit of not doing it is a, at some point you blow your witness. And like my wife always says, what are you going to do when they show up at church, you know, the next Sunday or, or they do find out you're a Christian or, or something else like that. B, you lose a customer. And then there's kind of a rule of thumb in the service industry. If if you do a a good job, they'll tell five people. If you do a bad job, they'll tell 25 people. Oh man. Yeah. And so, you know, and the days of of next door and Yelp and Facebook and yeah. moms of Conejo. Like you, you don't really want to, you know, go down that route because you could ruin yourself pretty quickly Yeah. Um, on that. And because I enjoy um, the opportunity to, and, and it usually comes when people go, how'd you get in the carpet cleaning business? Yeah. And, um, and I'm a pretty well-spoken guy. So they think, okay, you know, you're the owner, but you're just a carpet cleaner, but like, what's your story? They want to know yeah. what's up. And, that I always use that, and I used to go, I used to be in ministry, uh-huh. or I used to be in, you know, something like that. And then it will sometimes, I think, oh, okay, cool. Or sometimes, like, oh, yeah, I used to go to that church or this. And it opens a door. Yeah. And you're like, okay, you want to present yourself in a way to when that door does open, that you haven't, you know, messed everything up. Yeah. So that you've got some validity to, hey, I just told you that I'm a, an ordained pastor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so they, so you, they want to kind of take it with that. It's, I mean, it's interesting because I, all of the like first Peter passages were flashing in my mind as you were talking about that, you know, and, and even just Jesus, what is it? Matthew five seventeen, let your light shine before men mm-hmm. so that they might see your mm-hmm. good works and praise your father who's in heaven. Just that idea of like, okay, I, I would want so that anytime somebody finds out that I'm a follower of Jesus, that it's mm-hmm. consistent. They're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. 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 That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's a, I mean, honestly, that's a, a great motivation for, for why you would do those things. And the consequence of choosing 
folly or unrighteousness mm-hmm. or wickedness or whatever category it falls into, mm-hmm. uh, is that, is that there's recovery to do when it comes to that, that witness mm-hmm. type of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you go through a day, you know, mm-hmm. you've got, like you said, you're in the service industry. So your interactions are high. You've got your employees all day. You've mm-hmm. got your, uh, customers all day. Um, you know, wife and kids at home, you mentioned neighbors. I know you guys are out in the street a lot. You're talking with your neighbors. You've got a high kind of social engagement in the, in mm-hmm. the world that you've developed on your street. Mm-hmm. Um, what balance do you need of like alone time to kind of prep yourself versus all of that time with people that, that your life is very full of people. So how do you, how do you, um, have these little conversations throughout the day when maybe you're driving around in a van and there's somebody sitting shotgun right next to you, you know, that kind of thing. Probably more than I allow myself currently. Um, because yeah, you, you do, you do, if you, as you pour out, you need to take in, uh, per se. Um, all those things that you mentioned, the the interactions, none of them start before seven a.m. Okay, so I'd probably have a you know a decent time of you know in the morning. Yeah, um, just trying to fill, fill, fill as much as I can. Um, driving around, the kind of the cool thing is, um, my guys are believers. Okay, that work with me, and so we can uh, kind of fill why we're working and yeah. process through maybe a customer or my attitude. And cause they're kind of my blind spot sometimes too. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously at night, you know, with, with my wife that, well, that that's usually her processing her day. Yeah. Um, and so you try to find your time, definitely got it. You know, like Jesus said, get up in the morning before the sun and go yeah. out and, and get away. Um, there are times, you know, in the van, if I'm by myself or driving around, um, whether I flip on, you know, the radio station or like this morning I was listening to just Timothy. I just pushed like, instead of me reading, I just pushed, uh, go on my audio Bible yeah. and it was just reading, you know, through uh, Timothy. And I made it from Thousand Oaks to Agora and only made it through a couple chapters of Timothy. Yeah. And, and inside note, as I was talking about, oh, as I was, I was thinking about an elder thing mm-hmm. as I was processing a lot of people in my ear about um, this whole day trading and what's going on with the stock market. Yeah. And my brother, Oh, you got to put money in this and I'm making this much money. And then like you get so sidetracked and all it takes is 30 seconds of this audio Timothy reading. And it says, don't get caught up oh. in the money and the root of all, and, and all this stuff. And it, for me personally, it was the Lord saying like, just pursue what I have you pursuing. Yeah. And don't get sidetracked. Yeah. And it didn't take but about 30 seconds of that reading to line up with my already situation in my mind, which the Lord is so good at. And it's just, it's all it took. That was the wow. answer. And and that wow. was that. So it was it, just on a short trip, you know, to Gore in my truck. I'm so grateful that you brought that up, Dave, because it, it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't take much. You know, I mean, I know you joked about me getting up early. I, I do like getting up early, but it's not, it's not refined, efficient, mechanical time. Sometimes I get deep times in the scriptures. Sometimes it's less deep because honestly, I'm still just dragging to get out of bed. Like mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. But when you think about how much time it takes to get our hearts reset with focus on walking by the spirit, 
Mm-hmm. It can be as simple as dedicating a few minutes to letting the scriptures kind of wash over our mind, fill mm-hmm. our heart, something just to click in our ear and say, mm-hmm. this is what I want you to hear right now. It, it's not that you need, you know, okay, I just screwed up. I need two and a half hours to sit down and read mm-hmm. through the scriptures and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fast and pray and that kind of, th- it could be just that like, God can meet us and reset us in such a quick moment. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really important that you pointed that out because it doesn't have to be an overwhelming thing. Mm-hmm. It can be throughout the day that we, mm-hmm. we find those moments of reset. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. So as you think about like, okay, you know, this is the way that, um, that the Holy Spirit has taught me to see what he's doing in a day. You know, and I know that's kind of like maybe with different customers, you have to read what, what is the Holy Spirit doing? Does he want me to speak, not want me to speak mm-hmm. or with the guys that you're working with and, mm-hmm. you know, stirring each other up or even in your household or in your neighborhood? Uh, what are things that you look for to say, okay, I feel like the Holy Spirit is, is stepping into this and he wants me to follow him. What do you look for? Well, I never want to be disingenuous. Okay. I, I never want to be salesy. Um, for, for me, I've got weird little things because I, I use it when I go into a customer's houses and they'll probably hear this and go, okay, now that he's asking me about this, I try to make a connection point. Okay. If there's, if there's Dodger posters on the wall, I'm talking Dodgers. Yeah. If there's a fish hanging in on the wall, I'm talking about a fish. Um, again, I'm just, go, just I look at people's bookshelves. It tells everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, look at, I look at people's bookshelves and I uh, might see a book on something. I might see, uh, you know, or a, a Bible on the nightstand. Yeah. And I'll go, or, or I, um, you know, a Psalm 123, um, you know, picture on the wall. Yeah. And I'll, hey, where do you go to church at? Yeah. And um, and it usually st- starts a conversation mm-hmm. or, or, or something like that. Um, or if you get to talking, you know, whatever the hot topic of the day is, you always kind of have an opportunity to at least steer it that way and kind of see yeah. where it goes. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm not in this one, maybe on the next one or whatever. Again, like when people say, hey, how did you get started? Yeah. So you just openly kind of like, and some days you're just not in the mood yeah. and you're just like, I'm not going to probe at all because I don't even feel like going into this. Yeah. Whether you don't feel worthy or you just don't feel like talking, <laughs> just whatever. But to me, it's, um, I don't get out of bed. I mean, I, I, I do this because I, I, it's a, it's a living to my, you know, to provide for my family, but it doesn't get me motivated to get out of the day to go clean up cat vomit every yeah. day or yeah. whatever, but to have opportunity to make connections and to share and to build relationships with people in our, in our community and get to know them and possibly have the Lord, you know, speak into, um, I'll tell you a story that kind of, kind of how like one might go, this is not, this isn't happening all the time, Yeah, but I was, um, I was in Camarillo probably four years ago now I was in Camarillo and the caretaker usually hires me to, come over and, and clean uh, this mobile home in a senior place. There was a new caretaker that morning. I show up and I didn't recognize the lady. And she's, and she says, Hey, she's like, um, go. She said, so, and so, and so has fallen down and I can hear her inside and she needs help. And could you go to the clubhouse and see if there's a spare key? I need to be able to get in the house. I'm the guest caretaker. Okay, so I go over to the clubhouse. They said, no, we don't have a spare key. By the time I get back, the fire department's already there. They're already getting in. I'm kind of feeling weird. I tell the caretaker, hey, let's do the carpet a different day. You know, you guys get this all situated. She goes, no, actually, she's been there since like 4 a.m. This is like 9 a.m. And there's a mess on the carpet now. And uh, we need you here more than we did before. And I said, okay. And so they got the lady up and into the house and everything. And then 
um, the caretaker at first she was um, trying to catch the cat and I, I, I animals and cats, but I just don't do well with, and she's trying to catch. And she tells me, Hey, you catch the cat. You've got long sleeves on. I'm like, I'm not going to catch this cat. <laughs> and so she goes and, and she puts on her, um, a long sleeve shirt and then she catches this cat and the cat's clawing and stuff. And, and I was just getting frustrated. And then, um, I go ahead and I, and I, and I clean the, the carpet, do what I gotta do. And I'm outside by myself and I'm just rolling up the hoses and she comes out and she goes, Oh, Hey, maybe next time when you um, call ahead and let people know that you got to get uh, the cat wrangled. And, uh, and she's going tell your boss next time to call. And I was like, mom, I, I do own the company and you know, I, this is my company and you know, and you're new here and I usually do. And then she says, Oh, she's like, how'd you get started in it? And I said, uh, he used to be, you know, uh, uh, in youth ministry and stuff. And then I got, you know, called into this and whatever. She goes back in the house and I'm five minutes later, I'm still working. She comes back out and she goes, so you say you're a minister. And I said, yeah. And then she just starts weeping. Huh. I'm like, what's up? She's like, I'm married. I've got kids and a husband, but I'm in an adulterous relationship and I need to get out and I don't know what to do. Whoa. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then I, I said, I, I talked to her, prayed with her, asked her what city she lived in, pointed her to a couple of churches in that area. I said, I'm not getting into big counseling thing, but a, you need to stop. And she started to start to go in about, you know, why? And I, yeah. like, I don't need to hear the why. I was like, just, you need to stop. Yeah. You need to seek the Lord and you need to go to a church and find a pastor to help you through all this. Why? Yeah. But it's just like out, out of the middle of nowhere. And at first, like, wow. you know, she was mad about the cat and everything else. So things like that happen. That's wild. You know, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, like one of the things that I'm picking up from you is, you kind of go into the day with the Lord on your mind and the Lord reveals himself in work situations and family situations, that kind of thing. Like, I, I feel like I'm just seeing uh, God working through you and speaking through you and showing you uh, how to be an ambassador. Mm. And I, I just really appreciate that. Cause that's honestly, that's the lived experience of most of the people that are listening to this is that they just go to day-to-day -day life and they have, mm opportunities to either say, okay, I'm going to be an ambassador or this is me time, you know, yeah. and I just hear you being very front footed with your desire to, to serve the Lord in those contexts. And I'm, I'm super grateful for that. So yeah, thanks for taking some time with us, Dave. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, for you guys, as you listen to this, I, I, one of the goals again is to really, um, kind of demystify life with Jesus. Like it, it's, it's a big thing and it's a lifelong thing. And it is, it's the most important thing that we have ever done or could ever commit to, but it's not a, um, it's not an impossible thing. And it's actually not all that complicated. It's not always easy, but it is simple. There's a purity to it. And, and the pursuit of Jesus, it's, it's a doable thing. Like you could step into that today in increasing measure, even just by listening to some of the things that David shared and, and kind of walking into, okay, I want to walk by the spirit today. Well, that's a, that's a person that does that. And you can even hear how that, how that played out in his life. I'm running a little long, so I'm going to cut it off, but it's great to have you guys with us. Thanks for listening. Dave, thanks for stopping by. Hey, me. Super fun. Yeah. Thank All you. right. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great week.